Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. It's good to see you all. It's great to see some youth in the building. Um, I'm going to kick tonight's message off. It's called Out of Touch. Out of Touch. You can write there, uh, write that at the top of your notes. I love that scripture, Isaiah 61. I would encourage you, if you're uh, looking for something to remind yourself and read in your word, please be reading Isaiah 61. Pastor Byron and Anne have been preaching about this. They've been reading this and reminding us of it. But who knows, it's one thing to be reminded and one thing to hear, but it's another thing to live from. Easy to hear something, hard to live from something. We can hear it over repetition and over day after day, but until we start telling ourselves this, it's just dead. You gotta tell, you can't, we gotta have people in this place, filling this church and believing in God, saying, hey, the Spirit of God is on me. You gotta tell yourself that when you wake up in the morning. That, hey, the Spirit of the living God, it is upon my life. The anointing that breaks chains, it it has covered all my inequities. I am qualified in the sight of God. Who knows that it's not your strength, but it's His strength. Who knows that it's not because of how good you are. Who knows that each and every one of us are terrible representations of Christ, even if we try our best, but He still accepts us anyway. Isn't that brilliant? That that He would give us the opportunity to, to represent Him on earth, knowing all of our faults and failures, and yet He still chooses us anyway. And He says, hey, not just that, but my Spirit will rest upon you and my anointing too. The reality is we've got to live what we've just read or what we've just heard, Isaiah 61. The Spirit of God is upon us. I wanna declare a few things before we begin to get, our, to get our direction in the right place. You are sons and daughters of the living God. Do we know that? Do we know that despite where we find ourselves or what our past has been, we are sons and daughters of the living God. That our future is bright despite our past. That God is working together for the good of those who love Him. You have been called, commissioned and chosen for such a time as this. Did you know that? People saying, what's happening in the world right now? I don't care what's happening. We have been chosen to live in the world that we live in for such a time as, is that exciting for you? Does that make something leap in you? Okay, hey, what is God up to? All I know is that I don't know everything that's happening. I don't know everything that's happening around governments and stuff like that. But what I do know is that we are not a plan B. We are God's plan A. The the church is God's first plan and His only plan. There's no other story, there's no other, there's no other counter story to what he's done. It's his narrative of life and the church is his plan A. Isn't that great? But in order to live from this truth, in order to live from this spirit of God, we must first know the spirit that we lean into. We must first know the spirit that we call upon and that, that has anointed us. We must first come into contact with his Holy Spirit. And just one time is not enough. We need to come in contact with His Spirit every single day. We need to come in contact with His Spirit every time there's a moment and and we feel the Spirit of God. That's when we need to come in contact with what He is doing. One moment 20 years ago, 10 years ago at a youth camp is not enough for what God has for His church. Who in the room considers themselves technologically challenged? Raise your hand. Got some honest people. I'm going to raise my hand too. <laughs> Who in the room con- t- considers themselves technologically savvy? 
Any people in the room? Oh, now technologically challenged people should be looking around right now going, that's who I'm talking to next time I'm having troubles with the printer. Can I be honest for a second? I'm the, I'm very certain of this, I am the most, I am the most technologically challenged young adult to ever walk the face of the earth. And I have no doubt about that. Like the other day, I'm, in a, I'm trying to do a Zoom meeting with another youth pastor and I, he's like waiting for 10 minutes for me to work out how to connect my AirPods to my laptop so that I can hear him. And I'm like, I'm getting frustrated in the cafe and I'm like trying to work it out. And he turns to me, he literally, once I got it connected, I actually didn't get it connected. I had to borrow somebody else's. Once I got on the Zoom, he goes, Dan, he says, I see what you guys do at youth and I see your media and all that. He says, good, good to know you have nothing to add in that department. And I'm like... I do not, and I'm not gonna try to claim that. You see, I am terrible when it comes to technology. Do not come to me asking how to connect your printer to your computer. I'm sorry, I, I may try to act like I know, but really I have no idea. You can go to Caleb Slatcher for all your technological needs. He'll help you out, he's really good with that. I'm joking. <laughs> but seriously, I only really know two things. Point number one, and it's not a real point, but when something isn't working, turn it off and turn it on again. That's literally the extent of what I do. It's like if something's broken, turn it off and turn it on again. Have you ever waited a real long time in those queues and like you're waiting for tech support, you get to the end, they're like, have you turned it off and on again? And you're like, no. And they're like, well, turn it off. And you turn it off and boom, it starts working 45 minutes down the drain. And the only other second thing I know about technology is that Apple is superior to Android. It's true. Android. It even sounds complicated. What do you what do you run? An Android. What is that? A spaceship? Android. That's the type of phone, if you're not aware. Apple and Android are the brands, pretty much. Anyway, well, not the brands. Isaac Robinson's like, don't, I'm not gonna try to explain it because I'm tech <laughs> dependent, not tech savvy. But literally, Android users are like, they look upon us Apple users like peasants. They're like Apple, <laughs> you guys, and they pull out their Android and they're doing all this stuff. They swear that their Android can do so much, but really, I can't work out how to use it. Neither can 99% of the population. Android users are the real nerds in our society. Yes, amen, brilliant. They take pride in how complicated everything is to run on their smartphone, on their laptop, and they're proud of it. Not for us. But it's not the Android users I'm confused about, really. It's who created a phone that's glass? Like, what type of person sits in a board meeting and goes, hey guys, or whatever, production meeting, goes, hey guys, we're gonna create the next model out of glass. Who, who thinks that's a great idea to create, who's ever cracked an iPhone screen or cracked your whole phone or had kids do it for you, better yet? You see, who thinks, at least the Nokia's had that going for them. You drop the Nokia and you're worried about breaking your foot. But you drop the iPhone, you're worried about breaking the phone. And so we have these grand ideas of creating Apple iPhones out of glass and all these things, but it doesn't help me. I'm the, I've, my phones have been through more than they can, than they can even describe. I, for a long time, I was against cases on my phone. In fact, I only got this case a few days ago, I'm gonna admit, because I thought, why would I put a case over a phone that, I'm, that you're paying good money for and you like the look of? And I broke my phone time and time and time again. You see, one time I was at this youth camp 
and I'm speaking at this youth camp, and I'm pretty much go to the youth camp, speak, and go back to my cabin. It's in the middle of nowhere, and it is like, what else do you do? Just, you know, go on your phone, or you prep your message, and stuff like that. But what happened was, I actually broke my phone when I was at this youth camp, and I tried to, you know, touch the screen, and it wasn't replying. It lit up, it lit up, but there was no, like, ability to actually access all that my phone had. There was literally, like, everything looked normal on the outside, but as soon as my finger came in contact with the screen, nothing, nada. I was literally like, hey Siri this, hey Siri that. No, no, it was not, not replying to what I'm doing. Everything was put into disorder when it wouldn't recognize my touch which really frustrated me. And so I'm like trying to work, I'm trying to get the angle of my finger on the screen and because I need to like get this hotspot internet so I can actually email myself. I'm trying to do work while I'm there and, and I'm getting frustrated with my phone because every time I touch the screen, nothing, nada, absolutely nothing. And I'm in the middle of nowhere for the next three days. And so for the next three days, I'm getting phone calls and I can't answer them. I'm getting all this stuff and I can't access my phone, although my phone is so powerful. You know, your iPhone computer is more powerful than the computer that sent the man to the moon. How crazy is that? And so I have this potential for greatness. I have the potential to access my emails. I have the potential to access all these applications that will make my life better, but I don't have the touch. You see, our lives are nothing without the touch of God's Spirit. We have all these things, all these types of things that we can do with our life, but if we don't have the touch of His presence, we have nothing. Are we out of touch? It's great to ask ourselves that question because we can get so familiar with just doing church that we forget to bring our expectation to the door and say, hey God, what are you doing tonight? I'm hungry for more. I want more of your presence. I want more. And as soon as we start to level out and become satisfied, that's where hunger starts to die. But we must know the presence that we're called to live from. If we don't know His touch, we can't do anything. If we don't know His touch, we might look good on the outside. We might have everything looking spick and span from the outside, just like my phone, which look normal from the outside, but on the inside, it can't receive what I'm wanting to do. You see, point number one, the touch unlocks potential. My phone was locked and I could not access anything because I could not touch and access and open, unlock the phone. See, we all have potential, but without the touch of the Holy Spirit, we have no access to what we need. We all have potentials, great. Have you ever heard those sporting you know, people, they go, oh, that guy's got so much potential. If only he was under a different coach. Because potential's good, but unless you know how to use it and you're in the right environment to use it, it's just potential and it will die as potential. But when we are placed in the environment of His Spirit as His church, it starts to activate something in us and it causes something to come alive in us that causes action. 1 John 1, 32 to 34 says this, Then John gave this testimony. He's, talking, he's describing the moment he saw Jesus, the Son of God, walking the earth. This is shocking. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on Him. And I, listen to this, and I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water 
told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the chosen one of God. This was the launch pad moment of Jesus' ministry. And I was reading it afresh this week. And John goes, I didn't know Jesus from anybody else in the crowd that day. There was nothing obvious about Jesus, the Son of the living God, from anybody else in the crowd. He had no natural charisma. There wasn't like a light beam over his life. There wasn't all these types of things that were on Jesus other than the Spirit of God. So we have to think Jesus had no advantage that we don't have. He was fully God and fully human. Sometimes we think that gives him an advantage. No, no, he was just fully God and fully human. Much as he was fully God, he was also fully human. He understands, but there's not like a natural leadership ability over Jesus' life. It wasn't like John said, I saw him coming with a group of people. This dude looked the part. No. It says, it didn't say, he, didn't, he says, he blended into the crowd, but the one thing that made me notice the Son of Man was the touch of God's Spirit. You know, the one thing that sets you apart from the rest of the world is the touch of God's Spirit on your life that you may not have, as, the, as John was talking about, Jesus didn't look the part, He didn't stand out from the crowd naturally, but supernaturally there was something below His life that God was gonna do. And you may not look like the part, you may not look like the natural born leader, you may not look like the evangelist that everybody looks like and everybody wants to achieve that one day, but God's just saying, hey, rely on my Spirit, it will set you apart. Didn't know him. I did not know him, but the Spirit. Some people look at your life and they go, I wouldn't have known that, that what, you would, what you would do, but there was something different about you. You ever had those people that go, hey, there's something different about you? They're identifying your touch with the Spirit. You see, the key identifier of Jesus was not a natural gift, but the key identifier of Jesus was a supernatural spirit. Your key identifier, our key identifier as the church will not be our natural gifts and talents, what we can do in our own strength. It will be that we are identified with the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. You see, my phone was there, but it could not access everything that my phone had because it wouldn't recognize the touch. Is your life in a place where God can touch your life and access the things that He needs to access to do what He needs to do? Or is your potential locked? See, the touch unlocks potential. Many people sit through church through many years and live their lives locked up of potential because they get used to being in church and not running with the Spirit and enjoying the things that He wants to do in their heart. The adventure of faith dies the day that we get satisfied. The touch, point number two, answers the call. If I can have the band back. Answers the call. You know, one of the most frustrating things about my whole ordeal while I was at this youth camp, when I had no touch screen and I couldn't access my phone, was the fact that I could see the call coming up like people would be calling me and I would be trying all my best to swipe so I could answer it or 
you know, put it on. And I could not answer the call despite every effort I made. I tried everything. I'm like yelling at my phone, hey Siri, answer the phone. And I'm like looking like an idiot. But I'm like, hey Siri, answer the phone. Literally nothing worked. It was the touch that needed to answer the call. And some of us are are wondering why we can't, you know, be motivated to do the thing that God's called us to do. It's because we won't answer His call and allow His touch to uh, answer the the call upon our life. We won't allow God to touch our life and allow us to answer the call that He's put upon us. Zechariah 4 verse 6 says, So He said to me, Siri's like literally recording me right now. Zechariah 4 verse 6. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. The call of God is too big for you if you don't have the touch of the Holy Spirit. It's impossible for you. It's impossible for me. We cannot make it on this journey called faith if we do not have a touch and a fresh touch of His Holy Spirit. Don't care how much theology you know, don't care how read you are in your Bible, don't care how long you pray, if we don't have a fresh touch of His Holy Spirit, this will become too much because we'll get all about what we can do and we'll be fulfilling something, being busy, but never actually doing the call. I think the danger for a lot of us is that we get too busy to pause and wait for the call. Have you ever had those moments where you're walking and you start to feel that phone call go off in your pocket and you take your phone out thinking your phone's ringing only to realise that it was a phantom buzz, no one's really calling you at all? Those moments, those phantom buzz moments, I have them sometimes. I'll be walking and then think my phone's calling. I'll pick it up and it's literally no one there, no one's called me. But in the same way, the Holy Spirit just needs that moment that attention, that awareness from us as this church to be able to go, hey, 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 stop. Look around. Somebody in this room needs to feel the presence that you have over your life. Hey, hey, stop. Somebody in your classroom needs prayer right now. Hey, hey, stop. Somebody needs that generosity out of your life to, to pull them closer into the kingdom. Hey, hey, stop. Take a breath. You see, the touch of God allows us to answer the call of God. You can try in your own might. The the Scripture says, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit. And sometimes we try in our might. We think if I can just run harder, if I can work harder, if I can do more, if I can do this, and if I, we get religious when we do that church. But when we get to the point where we go, God, I will try and I will persevere and I will do all I can, but I'm not going unless your Spirit takes me there. I love that passage in the the Scripture where Moses is like, God, we can go into the promised land, but I don't want it if you're not coming with us. I'm not going into the promise of God without the presence of God. And so many people find themselves in the promise, thinking they're in the promised land, but they've left the Spirit behind them in their, in, their, in their past. So many people may achieve something, but not achieve the thing that God actually wanted them to do. So many people achieve something that the world called success, but God calls disobedience. See, when I got my phone back, I literally had dozens of missed calls. I saw them, but I didn't react to them. 
Every time I tried to touch the screen, it would not allow me to answer. And the same thing is in our life. Sometimes we see the call or we feel that God place something on our heart, but without a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, we're not confident enough. We don't have the, we don't have the energy. You know, those moments you just don't have the energy. You're not filled up enough or you're not, you're not ready to go. And so we don't respond knowing that it's a missed opportunity. You know, those moments that stick in your mind even to this day when God spoke to you and you didn't respond. And now you can go back to that very moment and remember that missed call. Remember those moments? I have those moments. Everybody has those moments where God spoke to us and we denied Him access to our life and we're reminded of it. We can go back to those moments where we felt to pray for somebody and like, I wonder what would have happened. Or we, we, we were placed an opportunity to give and we're like, we didn't. And like, what, I wonder what would happen. But our place is to get to a space in our life where at the faintest ring of His voice, our hearts are ready to say yes and amen to what He is doing. And point number three, the touch updates the operating system. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 to 18. But when anyone, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, Amen. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image and ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. I wanna go back to that last, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory. Are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory. Who knows that God is doing something in your life when you get the touch of His presence. The, it updates the operating system of our life. You see, when I got my phone back, I also realised that I needed to update my, my iOS so that I could run with the new systems that had been in place. But when my phone was locked and out, I couldn't access it, there was no need for me to download that new operating system because I didn't have access to the places that I needed. And in our same life, there are things that God needs access to, to download new things into our heart for the season that we're about to walk into. You see, those things that He wants to download will actually help us journey through the things that He's calling us for. Those things that God needs to access are the things that, that He's placed in our hearts. He's saying, hey, will you give me access to this area of your life, this detail of your life, so that I can update you on some things that you have no clue about. And some of us have walked in here with old updates that the enemy have given us, not, not what God has actually given us. We get updates from people, we get updates from friends, we get updates from family about that situation, but when was the last time we took a moment to get an update from His Holy Spirit? Transformed into His image with ever increasing glory. You know what I do? When my computer comes up, hey, you need an update. Do you know what I do? And we all, most of us in this room will do it. We, we, we do the old remind me later lie. You don't wanna be reminded later. We're just putting it off. And so what happens, people jump on my computer now 
and it's so slow and so old and so out of date that it's not capable of doing what it needs to do. And church, this is when we get stagnant. This is when we get religious. And this is when the church becomes irrelevant is when we don't allow the fresh touch of God to inhabit our life. And we don't allow the call of God to cause us to be commissioned as His church. And we stop getting daily updates on what He is doing because there's something that He wants to do in your heart. That Galatians 5, 22 to 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. What fruit is your life growing? Because this is the fruit of the Spirit. But if we're not, if we're getting updates from the news, many of us get more updates from the news than we do from the Word. And that's a struggle today, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's a struggle to get updated more with God's presence and more with the Word than we do with like the news and what we hear and the gossip and everything that's happening. But if we don't get updates from Him, we get updated with the fruits of this world. The fruit of hate, sadness, panic, quitting when times get tough, disrespect, evil, unfaithfulness, pride, no self-control. But one update from God can clear away those things that have grown attached to our life. You run your life out of touch with the Spirit and it won't be long till the fruit of this current age starts growing on you. You see, taking time, this is what I've realised, taking time to update your operating system of your life, your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit, taking time to receive that update is never convenient. It's always when you're busy and you go, remind me later, God. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Remind me later, God. Yeah, 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 I'll do it. One, Remind me later, God. Remind me later, God. Remind. And you know what happens? We get frustrated with God. We get frustrated with the church. We get frustrated with the air conditioning. We get frustrated with the food. We get frustrated with our chairs. We get frustrated that somebody would sit in our chair on a Sunday. And we, you know, we've been sitting in that chair for 10 years. And these types of things happen when we get stagnant. These types of things happen when we haven't allowed the updates of His Holy Spirit to inhabit our life. You see, the touch of God unlocks potential, answers the call, and updates the operating system. And to update the operating system, you only need a moment. I was speaking with this young kid, a teenager, and it was at another church, and I'm there, and I see this kid, and I feel like, I just felt like I need to go talk to this kid. Anyway, talking to him, and then Holy Spirit sort of just drops something in my heart as I'm speaking to him. And I just start to, Hey, is this your situation? Is this where you're at in your mind, with your family? And I start to describe some things to this kid and he goes, who told you? I said, well, no one. I just felt God tell me to ask you about your situation. If this sounds right, I want to pray for it. He said, who told you? No, somebody's told you. I'm like, nobody's told me. He's like, no, no, no. Somebody in this room told you about my situation. I'm like, I swear, nobody's told me about your situation. He's like, how did you know? I'm like, I just believe it's the Spirit of God. He goes, well, can you pray for me? And I, I, I pray for him. And as I'm praying for him, I feel this like, I feel this darkness come out of his mind. Like I literally felt this presence move off of him. And he opens up his eyes and he looks at me. And I love what he said. He says, is it just me? Or is it brighter in here? And I just remember that moment. And I remember that moment so well because that was God. Just going, hey, talk to that person about a situation. 
And that was just God. Like when He opened us, the room hadn't changed, but He had on the inside. He had, an op, he had a different system operating within Him when He opened His eyes than, when he had a, than before. He had a different system operating in, in Him and God had just updated something in His heart. Why don't we stand to our feet? One of the oldest prayers known, one of the oldest prayers that despite congregations, what, what you know, denomination you are, to be prayed in the, in the church is simple. It's come Holy Spirit. And I love that. It's just come Holy Spirit. And I wonder if across this room right now, as we're about to just enter into a little bit more worship, if we would just say that in our heart, even right now with our eyes closed, our hands out, if you want to hold your hands out or hands raised, however you want to do this, but just say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit all across this place. believe He's working in this room even right now. Some people are just getting that, unlocking that potential again that's been locked up. Some people are just getting that call reinvigorated in their heart. Some people are just updating that old system that they've been living from. But Holy Spirit, move upon us. Holy Spirit, move across this room. Take a moment. I just really feel like we need to wait on this moment. We'll wait for you. Come on, welcome Him into your heart. You, need somebody, you don't need somebody to pray for. You can do this with you one-on-one. He is closer to you than the air that you breathe. The Holy Spirit is upon you. The Holy Spirit is upon you. And He wants to have contact with you tonight. We're about to sing a song. And I want us just in this moment... Ask Him to invade your presence. Ask Him to invade your life. In this moment, if you want to worship down the altar, you're more than welcome to worship down the altar. If you want to worship in your chair, you can worship in your chair. But I would just ask that you would just get to that place to say, God, update some things in my heart. God, help me to answer the call. God, I need a touch of your presence tonight. Why don't we sing that? Thank you, Ben. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.